Back in their school days, Aubrey had been untouchable, tough as nails, and Leah hadn't been anywhere in the vicinity of her league. Nothing much had changed there. She looked down at herself and sucked in her stomach. There's no illusion when it comes to Luke, Allie told Aubrey. He's 100% real, and all mine. Well, now you're just being mean, Aubrey said. And that's my area. Leah, what's with the expensive shoes and cheap haircut? Leah put a hand to her choppy auburn layers, and Aubrey smiled at Allie like, See, that's how you do mean. Most of Leah's money went toward her school loans and helping to keep her grandma afloat, but she did have one vice. Okay, two. But being addicted to Pinterest wasn't technically a vice. Her love of shoes most definitely was. She'd gotten today's strappy leather wedges from Paris, and they'd been totally worth having to eat apples and peanut butter for a week. They were on sale, she said, clicking them together as if she were Dorothy and Oz. They're knockoffs, she admitted. Aubrey sighed. You're not supposed to say that last part. It's not as fun to be mean when you're nice. But I am nice, Leah said. I know, Aubrey said and I'm trying to like you anyway. The three of them were an extremely unlikely trio, connected by a cute, quirky Victorian building in downtown Lucky Harbor. The building was older than God, currently owned by Aubrey's great uncle and divided into three shops. There was Allie's floral shop, Leah's grandma's bakery, and a neglected bookstore that Aubrey had been making noises about taking over since her job at Town Hall had gone south a few weeks back. Neither Allie nor Leah was sure yet if having Aubrey in the building every day would be fun or a nightmare. But regardless, Aubrey knew her path. So did Allie. Leah admired the hell out of that, especially since she'd never known her path. She'd known one thing, the need to get out of Lucky Harbor. And she had. At age 17, she'd gone and had rarely looked back. But she was back now putting her pastry chef skills to good use, helping her grandma while she recovered from knee surgery. The problem was, Leah had gotten out of the habit of settling in one place. Not quite true, said a little voice inside her. If not for a string of spectacularly bad decisions, she'd have finished French culinary school and not embarrassed herself on the reality TV show Sweet Wars. And don't go there. Instead, she scooped up a big bite of fluffy pancakes and concentrated on their delicious goodness, rather than her own screw-ups. Obsessing over her bad decisions was something she saved for the deep dark of night. Jack's at the griddle, Allie noted. Leah twisted around to look at the cooking setup. Lieutenant Jack Harper was indeed manning the griddle. He was tall and broad-shouldered, and looked like a guy who could take on anything that came his way. This was a good thing, since he ran station number 24. Fire station number 24 was one of four that serviced the county, and thanks to the Olympic mountain range at their back, with its million acres of forest, all four stations were perpetually busy. Jack thrived on busy. He could be as intimidating as hell when he chose to be. Which wasn't right now, since he was head-bopping to some beat only he could hear in his headphones. Knowing him, 
It was some good, old-fashioned, ear-splitting hard rock. Not too far from him, leashed to a bench off to the side, sat Kevin, a huge Great Dane. He was white with black markings that made him look like a Dalmatian wannabe. Kevin had been given to a neighboring fire station where he'd remained until he'd eaten one too many expensive hoses, torn up one too many beds, and chewed dead one too many pairs of boots. The rambunctious one-year-old had then been put up for adoption. The only problem was that no one had wanted what was by then a 150-pound nuisance. Kevin had been headed for the Humane Society when Jack, always the protector, always the savior, had stepped in a few weeks back and saved the day. Just like he'd done for Leah more times than she could count. It had become a great source of entertainment for the entire town that Jack Harper II, once the town terror himself,